This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. It's Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and we are live for another Law Talk. I think we're live. Yeah, there we are. Now I see it. And I want to remind you guys, if you haven't already, to like, subscribe, follow, etc. across podcast platforms, YouTube, and um, uh, all the social media stuff. TikTok, Facebook, all that good stuff. we got a TikTok one, too. Uh, and I always talk about how Josh is going to dance. Uh, they'd probably rather see our guest today do some dancing. I don't know. We'll see. We had some good dancing at the Comic-Con, if you missed that, with a panda. It was wonderful. <laughs> and then uh, our 100th episode special fundraiser event is October 11th. We will have our 100th episode. It'll be really long and with different guests and surprises Josh has got set up. So hopefully you guys will join us for that October 11th. Always we want to thank Michelle Allen. She's our longtime um, sponsor and a, your go-to for real estate. If you're buying, selling, renting real estate, Michelle Allen knows what's up. And of course, Mason's High Octane Martial Arts, located here in Covington since 93. If you want to learn to kick people in the throat and whatnot, we would be glad to teach you at Mason's High Octane Martial Arts. And then the Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar opens every day at 4 p.m. Uh, today we have trivia. So after I do the podcast, I always run over there to do trivia. You guys can join us at any point. Lots of fun there. And, of course, Josh does Masonite Digital Marketing. If you need assistance with your online branding, uh, social media, et cetera, Josh will be glad to help you. And joining me today, who I've gotten to know really newer before, but gotten to know her a lot better from the seller, is Nicole Gamblin. I learned it's Jordan Nicole Gamblin. It's Jordan Nicole. <laughs> Jordan Nicole. And it's uh, Nikki is what I know you as. So how are you, Nikki? I'm doing well. I can't complain. Good, good. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to be on here with me. Uh, now, we know each other, we've known each other a little bit before, and of course, you're in some of Josh's stuff, and then here are the most, how long has it been, six, eight months? How long have you been? Oh, since February. So pretty much since we opened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've been the, the, I would say, lead bartender at the Cellar restaurant. I do my best. And you do, uh, you know, I even named some stuff after you, the Nikki's Old Fashioned, because your Old Fashioned was so good. Um, and I think people have come to expect you to be there, too, which is good and bad, because... <laughs> Now you're leaving. I've already so. had my last day, but today is my last day. Your last, last day. 2.0. Yeah, well, we basically talked her into coming back tonight because it's always busy with trivia, and she agreed that. That's why we're doing this podcast early, by the way, so it's a little earlier than normal because we wanted uh, Nikki to have a chance to go and and uh, trivia with us tonight. So so how long did you do, did you do bartending? I never even asked you about that. Um. So I've actually been in the restaurant industry for about eight years. It'll be eight years in February. Um, I served a lot more before, but whenever I started at Hooters, I kind of like watched bartending and and did a few like day shifts here and there and just kind of picked up on it. And then I like the cellar is actually the first place that I bartended like full time. Yeah, like, I didn't serve at all. Yeah, well, you did a great job at it. And hey, on your mic, it's the side. So see, you've got it turn turn it back well, the way I it was. This, this no, the other way. Turn it the other way. Yes, <laughs> and then it's it's this part here. So you want to be like like a fist length from the side. <laughs> right here. That's good. Okay. Yeah. It was just a little quiet, and 
I know I'm loud, so I wanted people to be able to hear you. Well, so one thing that I'll say, you're, you have really good people skills, which in my experience in doing multiple businesses that involve people, somebody like that, is, that's invaluable. And it's also skills that are difficult to teach people if they're good with dealing with people. She, she learned a lot of those dealing with all the weirdos at GameStop. She probably learned a lot <laughs> dealing with Josh. Yeah, I did work with Josh too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so customer service skills are good. And you do, you're also good at multitasking because you'll be back there and you, you're getting the drinks stuff in and out. And then you've done really well at coming up with different drinks and stuff too. Like this past weekend, the superhero drinks, uh, I think three of the four you had come up with. Um, but let's, let's talk about, let's talk about the bartending a little more. And then I want to talk about your husband too. You're, you're a big hunky guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the reason that we're losing you. But, uh, on the bartending in your experience now at the cellar, give me like, uh, in your opinion, what's been like one of the best things about it. And then I don't want to say that anything was worse, the worst thing, but like maybe something that wasn't like you expected it to be being the head bartender. Okay. Uh, the best I'd have to say is Everybody I've worked with, it's really hard to find a place that you actually enjoy going to work and the people that you work with. And honestly, like, that's what I'm going to miss the most. Like, we're like a tight-knit family. We all look out for each other. And that's really hard to come by. Yeah. yeah I would agree with that. There's a good group that's there. And then what's something that, and, and again, it don't have to be negative, but something <laughs> that's not what you thought it would be? Um, honestly, uh, how busy like we get mm -hmm. on Fridays and Saturday nights. Like I'm typically the type of person who can delegate and do well with like, you know, getting things in order. And then the, like last Friday specifically, there was a time I looked down and I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and then I just kind of like took a deep breath and kept going. Cause I mean, I'm not even kidding. It was like 50 drinks. Mm -hmm between like eight tickets and I didn't even know where to start. I'd never been, you know, just bamboozled like that, mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, we got through it and nobody complained. Yeah, no, I, that night, uh, cause I come up there that night, James mm -hmm. called me wigging out. Cause that was the <laughs> night that we had a party of 60 that we didn't realize was coming in. <laughs> and they did tell me by the way, like they had told me, but they had told me seven months ago yeah. and it got wrote down. And in the process of all this transition, the last few months, mm -hmm. it just didn't make it to that reservation yep. list. So it's, it's, I'll take the blame, but ultimately it really wasn't anyone's fault. Oh but, no, they were super happy with how Yeah, well yeah, they were. They were real pleased. I thought James and everybody did a really good job trying to get that because that was, because I think it ended up, what, it was like 180 people. Yeah, all at that once. came through there <laughs> for like a two-hour period, which is crazy, which is why we highly recommend you have a reservation <laughs> if you're coming on Friday or Saturday. We have the live music on Friday, and uh, Saturday, even without live music, has been slammed. Oh, yeah. So. Um, or you come then, but you can also come on the off nights when it's not quite as busy. Yeah, if you don't like the hustle bustle. Yeah. Well, we had one. Uh, there was this one couple. I'd say couple. It was, a, it was two older ladies. And uh, the one of the servers came and got me because you know, I'm usually handling whatever, if there's any issues. And they wanted to talk to me. So I come around there, and the problem was they wanted it uh, to be somewhere quieter. They wanted to be quiet. And we had the live music on the one side, the huge party of 60 on the other side. And, I mean, and it was kind of loud. And we had, I mean, you, turning the music up or down was irrelevant. They were on the side without the music, and you still, and the, the, the I felt bad for the one lady because she said, all day I've been dealing with my grandchildren, <laughs> and I came here and was hoping to just have a quiet dinner. I'm like, well, ma'am, you're at the wrong spot yeah. if you want it to be quiet. And so we offered to set them on the table by the bar, but it's right in front of the music. I mean, it wasn't going to be any quieter. So anyway, yeah, so if you're looking for a quiet place on Friday and Saturdays, 
we're not it unless you rent the private room. And in this case, the private room is already booked up. So it is what it is. So on your drinks, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I think I know the answer to this, but like you all come up with good drinks. Like when we were doing, you were doing the Iron Man thing. And then that night I was there, I was like, it's good. I'm going to sell these Iron Man drinks, right? <laughs> and then you got to make all these Iron Man <laughs> drinks. Well, those seemed a little more involved. If you had to pick, like, what's your, your favorite drink to make and then what's, like, the hardest drink to make and stuff? Okay, so my favorite would definitely have to be, like, the Bee's Knees or the French 75, and that's simply because we use that Empress Gin, and mm-hmm. it's, like, a really pretty indigo lavender color. And just watching people's face when they get it, mm-hmm. they're, like, you know, they don't expect it to be purple because nowhere in the description does it say it's purple. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, how often do you see purple drinks? Yeah. So um, I like that one because just seeing people's reaction and then the hardest i hate making chocolate martinis really <laughs> yes that would seem like it wouldn't be that difficult i don't know why i just hate it i'm like ah oh. <laughs> it's terrible i was gonna say you're like what and have you do the motion but we're not gonna do that so <laughs> anyway so the chocolate martini but why because of the i don't know because it's not a lot it, and so you guys i think i talked about this when we first got in the restaurant you know, I went to bartending school. Did I tell you that? That's a terrible idea. It was a terrible <laughs> idea. It was a complete waste of money. It is. But I knew that I didn't know anything about the bar side. I didn't know anything about any of it, honestly, at the beginning. So I was just trying to learn what I could learn. And I'd always heard that in restaurant businesses, one of the places you lose money is the bar. Mm-hmm. You can make money or lose money at the bar. So I was like, I'll go f- learn myself. I'll be a bartender myself. So I went to the school. But anyway, like, isn't it like uh, chocolate liqueur? It's got like Hershey so, syrup. Ours is, um, you take your martini glass mm-hmm. and you line it with Hershey's, the Hershey's syrup. syrup. <laughs> and then you take a cocktail shaker, you put ice. We use Tito's vodka, uh, Godiva dark chocolate liqueur, some Bailey's. And I put a little bit of like the actual chocolate syrup and a little half and half in mine just to make it a little creamier. Mm-hmm. It's not as thick. Yeah. Um, and shake it and then just strain it into the martini glass. Um, I mean, they're really popular. People really like them. They're a great dessert martini. Um, I don't know. I think it's just lining the martini glass with the chocolate. I don't know why. <laughs> well, to me, that's easier than, like, the salt rim you do on a lot of them or sugar rim. <laughs> I don't know what it is about it. It's not hard. Uh-huh. I, it's just tedious and not even, like, tedious. It's just, I'm like, oh, i got to put this chocolate in here. <laughs> well, so what about the old-fashioned that you do? Because I started calling it Nikki's Old Fashioned. Yeah, people order it that way. And it was because I, yeah, I know, because it's what it is. Well, and I'll tell you why I did that. And, and I saw after the fact other people we had coming in there were doing the same thing you were doing or at least attempting to. But it's because you, I had never had one where they actually do the old school muddling the sugar and everything, right? And that's how I teach people. Like mm-hmm. whenever I was training behind the bar, I'm like, this is how we do it. Like don't use simple syrup. Well, it's, it's a different experience than the simple syrup. So if you haven't had one tonight, we'll have we'll try to have them after the fact. But tonight's the last time to get it from Nikki in old, old, old fashioned. Actually, have people who prefer if I make it. Uh huh. Like if I'm behind the bar, they're like, I want her to do it. Yeah, no, I do. <laughs> I agree. I, I think it does make a difference. Uh, I think the percent, however you do it, is for some reason it's. I don't like old fashions. I do it with I, anger. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> Before I had yours, I didn't like old fashions. Oh. And then uh, yours is the only old, because I drink, normally I drink bourbon neat. Mm -hmm. You know, I come and get my own (laughs) bourbon, right? And I'll drink just straight bourbon. Uh, But I will drink an old-fashioned that you do um, because it's just better for whatever reason. And then um, I've actually gotten James to get a couple of different um, bitters Mm -hmm. just to, like, test out the different ones. And most of the time in the ones that I make, I use, like, Angostura bitters, which is, you know, what is the normal Mm -hmm. uh, recipe. 
but um, we've gotten some botanical ones, and those are really popular. The other really popular ones we had were spiced apple, and I ran out of those, like making them for Dave. Hmm. Yeah, Dave <laughs> likes them too. The the uh, on the old fashioned though, you might have an opinion on this. I don't know that it matters what liquor is used. I know people will order it with this liquor or this high-end liquor. To me, when you've mixed it, I don't know, it loses the effect to me. Like, you could almost do it with Kentucky Deluxe, and I would probably like it, I think. I'm guessing I haven't used it with Kentucky Deluxe. (laughs) But what do you think? Do you notice a difference? Um, Because you sample them sometimes. A lot of people would order them with Knob Creek. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it... I don't know what Knob Creek tastes like, to be completely honest with you, because I don't like bourbon. It's good. Is it like a sweeter? Mm, I don't know. All, to me, all bourbons are a little sweeter. So it's more like, uh, all the bourbons for me, it's more like the heat, mm-hmm. um, you know, what the what Maybe the proof what is, is. And then depending on the heat, how smooth it is mm-hmm. at that, uh, that alcohol level. That's why, I like, I really like Our House Blue Note. I've been. Th- we have a lot. Like lately, people have been ordering it with mm-hmm. the Blue Note specifically. Yeah, and I mean, I like the regular Blue Note, but specifically that barrel we bought that's 122 proof. It's just hot enough, but then still got a nice taste. There's not a bad aftertaste, and it's very smooth. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know that I can really. I like uh, Knob Creek. I like. There's several of them there that I like. Elijah Craig, that 18 year that we have is good. But uh, I don't know that when you mix it with something, if it really makes that um, big a difference. I feel like people might be ordering it with the, like, our sellers mm-hmm. Blue Note because it has that heat. But when you muddle that sugar cube, it kind of, like, tames it a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So we don't, we've, I've never asked you this. You personally, what do you drink? Um, I like rum. Do you? <laughs> yeah. So, like, any rum-based drink, cocktail, um, or? Yeah. I don't like over-the-top fruity. I do not like Captain Morgan Spice Rum because for whatever reason it tastes like bananas to me, and I don't think that you should put bananas in drinks. Uh, but that's my opinion. Um, I like that, and then I'm really big on sour beers, like some kind of, I don't know how they do it. It's like um, different fl- fruit flavors, and they have like, so there's one that's Sour Gummy Worms, and it tastes just like Sour Gummy Worms. But and it's, it's a, a beer? Mm-hmm. I and then I like uh, Goza's, which is a beer that's brewed with salt and coriander. It's a German-style beer. It's kind of sour, too. There's a terrapin watermelon. Uh, they have it at Nafee's. Hmm. They actually have a pretty good selection at Nafee's. They do. <laughs> I, like, I buy my beer from Nafee's. Yeah, they have a good selection of beer and wine. And then in the the completely separate business, whiskey business, mm-hmm. they have a pretty good bourbon selection yep, in there. Yeah, that's where I went and got that scotch the other day. Oh, is that right? <laughs> so now that you're moving to another step in your life, um, and you can tell us about that you're, you, as much as you want to because it's personal. But you're relocating and why and everything. Uh, so we're actually uh, kind of still up in the air about the final day because we're just kind of taking it as it goes. But we're moving to St. Louis because my husband is starting chiropractic school. He's going to go make big bucks. So. And you were telling me it's not just chiropractic school, but actually when he graduates, he's a... Uh, he'll kind of be like a primary care physician. It's a D... Doctor of op, op, uh, D- op, it's a DOC. DOC. Doctor, Doctor of chiropractic, chiropractic medicine. So a DOC then can still prescribe medicine and stuff. Um, I think it depends on. There's like different classes that he can take and different like um, levels. Because whenever he goes, he's also going to get his master's in kinesiology, mm-hmm. which is sports science, yeah. which is what his degree is in. So he wants to mainly focus on like sports chiropractic medicine. I got gotcha. you. But um. 
the way that they teach them at Logan is so fast paced. Like it's a, you know, get it. He'll be done in three years. Mm -hmm. And um, they teach them all these different levels. And to be completely honest, whenever we went through orientation, I feel like they go over the body and everything that deals with it more than they really do in med school. Cause mm -hmm. before Matt was going to go to med school and he was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I want to focus on my degree. You know, I went to school to get this degree. I want to be able to use it. Mm -hmm. So, um, he'll be able to like refer out if he ever wanted to have his own practice. Like if they needed, like, you know, I can look at you and tell something's wrong, but there's nothing in my expertise that I can do to help you. Mm -hmm. I can refer you out to like a heart doctor or, you know, like a, whatever doctor so he has he would have the ability to do that i see well, when we talked briefly before what i thought you were saying years ago uh when i was promoting fights i was doing mm -hmm. mma and kickboxing matches and uh depending on the state we had to have a physician ringside mm -hmm. and i was in missouri doing i think it was missouri doing a fight and i didn't have any contacts like i do here you mm -hmm. know like here i never had any trouble getting people to help doctors or whatever because i, I knew so many people but in Missouri, I, nobody knew me. I didn't know anybody. So we finally found a guy who was a DOO, a, a doctor know. of orthopathic, osteopathic yeah, so it's a, medicine. Um, a DO, because after he decided he didn't want to go to med school, it was a toss-up between DO school yeah. and um, chiropractic, and I he got chose you. chiropractic. Well, anyway, this guy tells me that this is before I was an attorney. I was a cop, I think, still at the time. But this guy tells me that because the, the Missouri law said it had to be an MD. So he says, well, they have to treat us the same. That mm -hmm. The DO is the same as an MD, and there's literally federal law that says that. And so I ended up having to do some research, and he was right. Mm -hmm. A DO was the same as an MD. I had never heard of it, though. So they basically go to, the, go to school for the same exact things, except for instead of being an, a, you know, he'd be whatever, whatever, MD, he'd be, you know, his name, an OD. But it's more homeopathic. Yeah, that's what this guy said. Manipulation therapy, which is kind of like chiropractic. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's all kind of the same. Like it was more like a holistic approach to mm -hmm. medicine. I think it is. Was what he said. Like and, uh, your body as a whole. Yeah, and, and and so anyway, in that case, the guy did come, and it was it was fine. It complied with everything. But that was my first experience. I can remember because I thought the guy was full of it. I didn't know what a <laughs> do was. Yeah. And I was like, no. People he's, think that yeah. about chiropractors, too. Yeah. Well, you know, if you look, let's talk about that a little. You're not uh, necessarily a chiropractor. And, of course, I've had Jason Cannon on. He's a friend of mine. And, and Clint Rogers, too. I, I know a lot of chiropractors. And, uh, and actually, Brett, Brett uh, Beasley. They're all great dudes. Clint wrote Matt's letter of recommendation yeah. for Logan. Well, they're all great. They're great at what they do. And I think it's legit. And I've gone on the record saying that uh, so back in uh, when I was – fighting professionally I hurt myself real bad lifting weights actually getting ready for it. I was doing like power cleans or something mm -hmm. messed my back up and I remember I would go sit in the patrol car and you have to wear the duty belt and everything and it would hurt so bad my back and I'd get out and try to move I'd have to stop I couldn't sit for long like it was it was an injury so I go to the doctor and they want to do surgery on me yeah and I was like man I've heard all these horror stories about fusing your back I'm still young I think I was 24 or 5 at the time so I wanted to uh so I went to the chiropractor and uh it wasn't, I think, one or two sessions, no pain. Like, mm -hmm. I was good to go. Like, whatever it is, whether it's real, whatever it was, voodoo, I don't know. It's voodoo. It was effective. <laughs> but then if you look at the history of chiropractic medicine, mm -hmm. it's a little questionable yeah. the way it started <laughs> it's, out. It's you know of, what I mean? Like, I don't know if you're familiar, but. Well, it's like people have joked, like, um, and asked him, 
oh, well, why do you have to move? Can't you find, like, a witch doctor here to teach you? (laughs) I asked him why he had to move, but I didn't say it was witch doctor, you know. I talked to Jason Cannon about that. I was shocked till I talked to you guys. I didn't know yeah. that Tennessee didn't have a school mm-hmm. of chiropractic here. There's only like 25 in the whole like United States. That's crazy. Because um, I know Jason is hiring them left and right. He's trying. I mean, he's growing leaps and bounds. Um, so uh, I had like a similar experience. After I had my son, like my hips were out of line. My spine was twisted. Like I just had some really bad scar tissue. And I went to the chiropractor and I mean, immediately felt better Mm -hmm. and that's the first time I'd ever been and it's the first time I've ever had like my neck popped Matt could hear it like three doors down yeah and well again I don't I don't know what they do or don't do I I just know that for me it was effective it at least made me it gave me some relief and made me feel better and so I think for some people it can be effective and I'm sure it's like everything else you know it's going to work for some and maybe not for others the way that Matt's explained it to me you have people who believe like they go in and they learn and they're like you know this is for like musculoskeletal uh, skeletor mm-hmm. I, got, I got him over yeah. here somewhere yeah, there he is right there oh yeah see skeletor. yeah him uh, <laughs> it's like injuries like that like sports related injuries or you know birth or anything like that that it helps that like then you have some chiropractors who are like oh chiropractic medicine can cure cancer mm-hmm. like that's those are the types of people who make chiropractors look like quacks Mm -hmm. and give people bad names and that's not you know not all chiropractors think that like he doesn't he's like i'm going in this to you know for him sports but you know you have other people which i mean there are some kind of crazy stuff that chiropractor can help like uh it helps with allergies it helps with fertility Mm -hmm. it helps with like uh jackson has a lip tie and they do something called cranial sacral therapy and it's basically where they like adjust like and it helps a lip tie like it's crazy how that all works but to go as far as to say like it can you know cure this that and the other like that's not always the case yeah well there's definitely something to it i mean it wouldn't be as effective or uh as widespread as it is now Mm -hmm. if it wasn't tennessee uh, is actually i think number two state um for the amount of chiropractic uh you know doctors mm -hmm. per people or Mm -hmm. whatever and it's also the second highest paying i think that's good i didn't know that Mm -hmm. does insurance cover it Usually or um, sometimes? They do some stuff, but they don't do everything. What I was going to say about your husband, I mean, obviously he's a he's a, a smart fella, and, and I've known him too previously from talking to you guys. But anyway, he's a, he's a real nice guy, real gentle giant. <laughs> it's so funny to me because he was in the bar there. You know, he's been he's been free labor. That's why I hate, you know, one of the reasons we hate losing you, you guys don't know, but her husband has been there. He's my bar back. Yeah, yeah, and he's been in the bar with her working, and we don't pay him. He's just there. No, he just washes my dishes. Yeah, yeah, he's a great help. I, I like having him, and he's a nice guy. Plus, he's a big guy, which is sometimes useful if you're trying to, oh, you yeah, know. Oh, yeah, he, like, has had to. Yeah, so last week, it got, was it, last, was it last week or the week before last? It was the week before. Week before last. There were some young gentlemen in the bar. And they were, I was nearby, and, um, you know, I don't want anybody to be uncomfortable, staff or otherwise. You know, I want everybody to have fun, but at the same time, come on. I'm not going to let people be rude or disrespectful to you. So these guys made some comments uh, to Nikki, and the the later the night get, one in particular, it was getting a little too much. And so I almost said something to him, but her husband's right there. And then, of course, he hears this, and I don't know that the guy put two and two together that it was your husband— but I kept waiting, and I was like, oh. And look, just to be honest, so the guy saying this, one of the guys works for me, 
in another business. And I was like, so I told your husband, I was like, look, man, just make sure he can walk Monday. <laughs> like, I need him to be able to walk. So if you're going to put a whooping on him, you just, you know, let him walk. And he was like, it's okay. So he's very, and, and I've struggled with that my whole life. Like, when, especially with my, uh, with my wife, you know, when somebody says something inappropriate, my personality ends up challenging some of that and things can deteriorate. Mm -hmm. And he handled it very well, very professionally. I mean, plus the guy wasn't a threat. You know, no, it's not, not like the all. guy had a shot, but. I think it's funny because mm -hmm. I'm, I don't know. And then when women flirt with Matt, it's hilarious because he gets so uncomfortable. And there I, was a couple of there that asked about him and didn't realize you were the, his wife. There was this one lady at, a ta at the table and I said something about, you know, oh, yeah, that's my husband behind the bar. And she was like, oh, well, this 50-year-old lady thought that he was really attractive. And I was like, oh, okay, let me, I'll go tell him that. Like, it doesn't bother me. I think it's hilarious because he gets so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. When we used to own our axe throwing business, um, like, there was a group of ladies, it was like a bachelorette party, uh -huh. and, oh my God, you look like Jason Momoa, you uh -huh. look like, you know, Khal Drago, blah, 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 because when Matt grows his hair out, I mean, he's like Walmart brand Jason Momoa. Mm -hmm. He's like budget Batman. Yeah. Budget Jason Momoa. <laughs> so, uh, they were like, can we please take our selfie, can we take a selfie with you, can we take a selfie with you, and, you know, he kind of like calmly, you know. Oh, my wife's up at the front desk, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, no, you go right ahead. You take as many selfies as you want. And just the, he was so uncomfortable. Madeline gets, uh, not that I, I don't get, the people that I get hit on by are clearly not threats, I would think. And so she thinks it's funny. It's, it's but, super but funny. But it's because I usually, we had a, we had a, a, a sort of a running joke that the only people that hit on me were either over, like over 50 or over 400 pounds, one of the two. That was it. That's all that would, or a dude, you know, show interesting. Which the dudes, honestly, and they, they usually like good looking dudes, so I don't guess that's a bad thing, you know? <laughs> but that's pretty much, Madeline thinks it's hilarious if any of them do that. It is. It's Guys are different, though. That's why I'm impressed by the way Matt handled it, is uh, he didn't seem to get oh, no. aggressive. Matt knows I could handle myself if I needed to. Yeah. Well, you didn't have, a, you don't have a problem putting folks in their place oh, no. when you need to. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a skill I think you got to have in the position that you're in, too, because you're going to deal with so many people, especially oh, yeah. people that are, you know, are enjoying drinks and stuff. Like, this is like a like walk in the park compared to, yeah. like, other places I've worked. So what, what are you doing next? I know you got um, kids and stuff over there, too, but do you know what's next in St. Louis? I think I'm going to try to find somewhere to bartend. Mm -hmm. um, there's a couple of different places I've looked at and actually have, like, gone and sat and been a customer at to see, you know, how the workflow is mm -hmm. and everything like that. Um still don't really have anything narrowed down but it'll be that because well you know you could always just drive back on the weekends I know, and work that's at what the everybody cellar keeps telling me i think james has already asked me if i could bartend one day in like october <laughs> <laughs> yeah well seriously though i mean uh you've been an asset with us so we all talked about how we hate to see you go yeah so. he was like i'm not taking you out of the system yeah yeah I was like, right. <laughs> you've always got a always got a place like I cheers do. i do yeah. just come work one random weekend yeah so uh you're, you said you didn't know for sure what day y'all are moving, mm -mm. Uh, but it's in the next couple of weeks. Uh, have you lived it? You haven't, other than visiting, you've never lived in Missouri or mm -mm. have you lived in any other state? No, just Tennessee. Just Tennessee. No. That's uh, how, how did you, was the way you met Josh was through uh, GameStop? Mm -hmm. He was my boss. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But she, he let everybody else know that I was the boss. Yeah, she bossed me around, even though I was supposed to technically be her boss. She, she was the one giving the orders. So. Josh always sent people my way. Yeah. How did that work being a female in that store? Oh, I saw firsthand <laughs> for her how it was. She she had to do with a lot of weirdos. We had a lot of customers that would come in 
exclusively for me. to see Nikki. <laughs> yeah. And Yeah, uh, so on the did y'all come to the convention this weekend? The comic no, book comic I was at work. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I, you read Scarlet Witch Saturday. Yeah. yeah it was a good outfit. Yeah, so one thing that's interesting on the Comic Cons is that ladies can make good money just by showing up. Like, there are a lot of women when you go to these comic conventions who, you know, they may do, like, some Instagram modeling or whatnot, but they're not, like, like professional models yeah. at it. It's just when they go there, a lot of these people that attend these conventions, a lot of these guys that attend these conventions, just fall over themselves to get oh, to be around a, a um, woman. One year I was Josh's booth babe mm-hmm. at MCFC, and whenever, uh, after I got done doing that, I, like, changed into my mirror costume. Mm-hmm. Um you know, replace Amber Heard with me. Hey, it can <laughs> happen. It can happen. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you can ask Josh. People were like, can we take our picture with you? Can we take our picture with you? They were going crazy. And Josh was like, you should charge for your pictures. And I was like, I mean, that's why a lot of the cosplay girls do. do. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and a lot of them, though, it's, uh, I'm not saying it necessarily to make fun of these, these guys that are struggling with self-esteem issues and stuff. But, like, I've seen you interact with guys that were had interest in you but maybe didn't have the confidence to say they did. And you do a really good job at making everybody feel comfortable. You I know? try my best. I don't think I'm better than anybody or anything like that. So I'll always try to make people, like, mm-hmm. you Well, know, I can see you. I can read the room. I can see you doing that, though, even at these conventions with folks. Because, I mean, a lot of it is just, it's not even a necessarily a sexual or a negative thing. It's It's just the the opportunity to be around yeah. somebody. I think a lot of guys struggle just because they, they don't know how to approach someone to get in a relationship. Well, I think that a lot of guys don't realize that, you know, girls like to cosplay too. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, that that may be a good opportunity for people. <laughs> you know what's so terrible? I had never cosplayed before until this budget Batman thing. And it was a joke because I don't like Batman. I know. I made you a Superman dress. Yes, thank you. Like, oh, I got a Superman tattoo. Like, my stuff's all Superman. But, uh... The, the budget Batman thing I thought was a good way to, you know, promote the Comic-Con. I'm making fun of myself, like on a lot of the stuff. You know, it's uh, self-deprecating humor, and people like that. But the problem now is, like, at this convention, when I was going around, all the vendors were trying to sell me Batman stuff. Mm-hmm. They were like, hey, look, I got this. Well, and I'm like, man, I don't like Batman. Yeah, the problem is they take it all seriously. Just like I was dressing up like Creepy Panda Guy, and in some way, like, don't be wrong, I'm a big supporter of cosplayers and all that, but, like, the reality of it is... I was dressing up like Creepy Panda Guy because it's kind of a way to poke fun at the people who do dress up as big furry animals. And then other people take it seriously. Like, oh, that's so cool and noble of Josh that he's he's dressing up as this large animal. And I'm like, I'm, I'm actually kind of making fun of you guys. So, you know. But uh, anyway, it's just yeah. in a convention space, it's like they take it a little seriously. Well, so I'm torn on the making fun of folks and stuff uh the public persona is don't bully don't pick on people don't but but some people should be bullied (laughs) (laughs) some people know how to like you need to know how to joke yourself yeah i mean if you're going to dress up like a my little pony and you're a 50 year old dude (laughs) i'm struggling to not make fun i'm cool with it (laughs) and at least twice they were like are you supposed to be the devil and i'm like no, I'm Scarlet Witch. Like, yeah, but they didn't know Scarlet no. Witch. No, but look, there was this dude. I, I'm, let me freak, fix that because I'm going to get canceled. He, uh, I think he, I don't know if the guy was transitioning or what to a woman, but he was dressed up like a My Little Pony. Mm-hmm. Okay, now he was pink and it was all pink and he was definitely trying to be sort of effeminate or whatnot. And I'm budget Batman. Well, my budget Batman character 
is very sarcastic, very yeah. over the top. You're blessed to be in my presence, this kind of stuff. It's just That's how I play it, you know, to be over the top and try to be funny. And, and it'd be funny in that it's an ill-fitting costume and, you know, cheesy. Anyway, that, that's just the character. So anyway, I was going around to all the cosplay people trying to get pictures as Budget Batman to put on our, our Covington Comic Con websites yeah. and stuff and use for promotions in the next year. And so I went up to the group of, um, of my little ponies and the, the guy, I was like, hey, your day is made. Dreams do come true. Budget Batman's here to take a selfie. And he goes, uh, I would never take a photo with you. And I was like, but I'm Budget Batman. <laughs> Why would you not take a photo? And I had Jude, my kid, was taking yeah. the pictures, right? And I look at Jude, Jude looked at me because nobody had said no, yeah. you know. And I don't want to be rude, you know, because he's taking pictures. They were taking pictures with other people, but for whatever reason, they didn't want... But And so... Yes, because taking a photo with Budget Batman <laughs> is far more embarrassing than being dressing in your 50s like dressing like My Little Pony. So then I go, he had an uh, uh, animal in his pocket. And I go, oh, I see you have a pet. And like pointed at his pocket. And he was like, are you trying to look at my pet? Like I was looking, and I'm like... <laughs> You're a dude, you know, just trying to make conversation about this outfit. <laughs> He's like, he was like, what did he say about his pet? He said, it's whatever it is. And I'm like, oh, you're keeping it close to your heart, I see, or something like that. And then he's like, mm, I'm done with you. And he turns around, and I'm like, and so I got a picture of the, the My Little Pony guy running away and me budget Batman. And so you scared somebody, Jerry. I didn't mean to. I was just trying to be nice and make conversation. Yeah. So, but my point was like, I'm not saying that guy needs to be made fun of. That's not what I'm saying, but it's a little <laughs> funny, you know, like I was fine with a budget. Batman's funny. Yeah. You know, I'm too big to be in that outfit. I get like sweaty boobs here. The back end of it's busted out. You know, the, the back end, I had to get a new piece of fabric. That's like a purple piece of fabric in the tail end. I actually wear the trunks backwards because they didn't fit. They're too tight. So it makes me like a, there, there's some split going on. It's just rough looking. I get it. It's funny, you know? So make fun of me. I don't care. It's yeah. all good. I think you got to, but that, you know, I do understand that that takes a level of self-confidence that some people struggle with. You know? Oh, yeah. You know, like a, approaching ladies or vice versa. You know, it takes a certain level of confidence. Oh, no. Like when, I mean, Josh can attest to that at GameStop. Uh, you'd have people. <laughs> uh, my favorite, Nikki, was the one that came in and grabbed your name tag lanyard yes. and yanked you toward him using the lanyard. And you uh, wanted to know what my name was. Yeah, what's your name? I could have just Nikki. told him. <laughs> so after Josh actually left GameStop, he gave me his name tag, which wasn't a lanyard. It actually went on my shirt, and I never changed the name on it, so it still said Josh. Josh. <laughs> so your name is also Josh, not just Jordan or Nick. No, it's okay. Josh as okay. well. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I, I try to be very nice and respectful of people, but, you know, I'm sure you have at times had to put people in their place in comments they make at the restaurant. Um, they're bartending, so. There's actually... I've I haven't had to deal with really too many people. One person kept flirting with me, and I was like, I'll be sure to let my husband know. Yeah. And then, uh, like, he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize you were married. I'm like, did you not notice the ring on my finger? He didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. You had a lot at GameStop that couldn't take the hint, though, because I remember we had several, specifically when you were working both there and at Hooters, that would come to Hooters oh, to God, visit you. yes. And, and they would comes, show up at the same yeah. time, yeah. They would come yeah. to Hooters, and then they, they knew I worked at the Covington GameStop, too. And, like, I would see them in the Covington GameStop. I'd be like, just following me? You're like, what is it? I guess as long as they don't end up at your house. No, no, right. I didn't have to deal with that. No, um, 
I think the funniest stuff, though, was um, while I was working there, I mean, I could sell anything to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, all, so uh, anytime we would Leo have... about that the other night. Yeah, anytime we'd have women uh, working for us at GameStop, they would sell, they would outdo us on the power-up cards and the reservations yeah, well, and all so, the metrics they would and track. See, and this is where I get frustrated with the way the politically correct stuff is going now. If I sit here and I say, because you're an attractive woman, that gives you an advantage in sales, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, no, that's a bigoted oh, no, thing. That's a sexist thing. Why that. would you say that? But there, it's true that, especially, it depends on the environment, too. You know, but I think that generally women um, can, I mean, it's an, it's something you use. It's nothing wrong with, it's not anything wrong with that either, that it's an advantage. It's, it's like I was telling uh, Leah, who's kind of being trained up, her and Kira, to, to bartend and hopefully kind of cover the loss of, of you. Um, but I was saying they were worried about, like, what if I mix this drink this way wrong? I was like, look. I'm going to tell you right now, yeah. you can make the crappiest drink in the world, and if it's a dude you're giving it to, he's going to think it's great, it's wonderful, it's good. Now, if I made it, he'd be like, ah, this has got too much stuff. No, and, and that's one of the things I told him, too. I was like, regardless of what you do, when you're behind the bar, you just have to look confident. Yeah. You could be like, ah, no, I well, made this wrong. But that is a very good point, confident. though, because aside from actual physical appearance or people being attracted to mm-hmm. you, one of the things that I think a quality that can make someone much more attractive than they are physically is confidence. Mm-hmm. If you're confident at what you do, and that's in a lot of stuff. Like if you're in any leadership position and you want people to follow you, you have to, there has to be an anchor in the storm and it's the person that seems to know what they're doing at least that's confident. So yeah, that's a really good point is always to appear confident. Yeah, I was like, when you're behind the bar, just like exude confidence. Mm -hmm. Even if you know for a fact you made it wrong. Yeah. And you know, if it's wrong and they don't like it, just make it again. No big deal. Like it, it can be fixed. Yeah, I mean, on the drinks, that's easy. And then some of them are going to like them and some of them mm-hmm. won't. They like different stuff. So it's all good. Uh, I was going to ask you, Josh, since we haven't really done any close-up on the Comic-Con, who was your favorite cosplay over the weekend? Um, it was Budget Batman. It was it was between either the My Little Pony Brony group or the group of three random furries that came through. One, one of those yeah. two. Now there was a couple. I thought that <laughs> I thought John Woods. Uh, no, like seriously, Deathstroke John, John was Woods' very Deathstroke good. was probably top of my list. It's very good. I thought um, there was a couple of them that were pretty good. That Sailor Moon looks. She looked like Sailor Moon. Um, who else? Then so you missed it, Nikki. On Sunday we did. So we did the costume contest Saturday. Mm-hmm. On Sunday. We had, uh, because we still want to do something for the cosplayers, we had them all come on the stage. And then they were going to do, a, it was supposed to be during the time when it was supposed to be a budget Batman, uh, Trouble the Clown, Peter Prankster dance-off. But Peter Prankster didn't want to do a dance-off. And uh, Trouble the Clown was like, I'm a Trouble the Clown, I don't dance type <laughs> thing. So what I did was I had the cosplayers up there and decided we would do a Covington Comic Con Congo line led by me with freak, creepy candy, uh, panda guy at the back. And so we started dancing around the whole thing, like in a Congo line. And this guy, he's 40-something for sure, uh, and he may have a few issues. Uh, he was behind me, mm-hmm. and, and he, was, he was dressed as a giant rabbit. Uh, like a big, what was it from a game or something, so, right? Uh, Raving Rabbit from Raymond's Raving Rabbits. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rabbit. And so yeah. giant rabbit guy. He's mm-hmm. got his hands on my shoulders behind me. 
So Budget Batman is dancing along, and I didn't realize me and the rabbit guy had gotten away from everybody. So there's one part where I'm like, break it down, and it's just Budget Batman butt dancing with this big old white rabbit guy. (laughs) So anyway, that was probably worth the price of admission for people that came. It was definitely an awkward experience. And then the rest of them caught up. Some of them were a little slower than others, and they caught up and... uh, Yes, it was an experience. Yeah, so, I put. I think I put on the Covington Comic Con page when I posted the video of it. I said it was definitely a thing that happened. I, I didn't say whether it was good or happened. bad. Yeah, I was like, yeah, the conga line, the cosplay conga line, was a thing that definitely I think, happened. I think everybody enjoyed it though. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Everybody, everybody overall, I think liked it. I love it. seeing all the little kids. Yeah, no, and the kids are great too. And they, they were uh, some of them went all out, but uh, uh, they were. Most of them were traditional superheroes, mm-hmm. or maybe like an anime thing or something that we they had, had. Budget Superman was also there. Yeah. Well, he was Superman, so I love when like little kids get into stuff like that. That's what makes me so happy about Jackson. Um, like he is super into like all the things that me and Matt are into, mm-hmm. and it makes me really proud. Except for whenever he's playing a game, and he's like, "You don't know how to play this." Yeah, and I'm like, "Kid, <laughs> if only you knew." So there was a, an experience I had. I thought I put it in my pocket. I must have had it in my other pants. Pa- I switched pants today already, so it, it, that's weird. But anyway, yeah, I, we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna talk about what happened. Like, yeah, well, it's, it's I'm constantly if I try to work out and then swap back up and then it, it just and then like tonight I'm gonna have to change for the suit for the seller <laughs> and the whole deal. Anyway, I was gonna say that you're talking about the little kids. So I was in this budget Batman character and. Um, I forget what time it was. It was Saturday, though. It was the busiest day, Saturday. And uh, this little girl comes up to me, and she was probably five or six, a little bitty kid. And she's trying to hand me this tiny dinosaur, this little dinosaur. It's a blue dinosaur, like a yellow belly or whatever. And she hands it to me. Well, I don't have pockets or anything. Plus, I'm not going to take a kid's toy. So she's handing me this little dinosaur, and I go, well, what what is that for? And she's like, I'm giving it to you. It's your colors. She said, it's got your colors. And I'm like, that's very observant of you. It's definitely my colors. And I go, well, unfortunately, citizen, I don't have any pockets. So you just keep your toy, you know. And I could tell she was a little disappointed. I could also tell I didn't, like, pick on her like I would normally with folks because I could tell it was a big deal that she mm-hmm. came up to me as a little kid. So, you know, we had the interaction. She walks away. So, like, an hour or so later, I had changed clothes again, and I was sitting on the steps. And I remember I was dealing with some problem. There was some, I don't, I don't remember if it was a law firm issue or a, a Comic-Con issue on my phone. Somebody had sent me, and I was trying to deal with it. And then the same little girl walks up to me. And she's handing this dinosaur to me again. And I go, uh, and I, it, it struck me because, like, and when I'm in that costume, I was surprised at how many people don't recognize me. Yeah. Like, they don't know it's me. I act different, I guess, for one thing, and then I guess I look different, and they don't know that it's me. And I didn't, as far as I know, this little kid doesn't know it's me. Well, so she comes up, and she's handing me the dinosaur, and I go, what is that? What's that for, sweetie? And she's like, um, it, it, it's, it's for you. And I said, I'm not going to take your toy. You know, I said, that's your toy. Thank you, but, you know, you keep your toy. And she said, but you're Batman. Like, whispered that I was Batman. And I could tell that little kid, her whole world was, this This is Batman. Yeah. You know, Batman's here, and this is our secret. Nobody else knows that it's Batman. So I thanked her, and I took the little dinosaur, and I said that I was going to keep it as good luck now is what I was thinking. Because what it did for me is, like me and Josh talking about these folks, it kind of taught me that... You know, for those kids, this is a huge deal. Oh, yeah. The wonder of a child, and it's so fragile. Because, like, if I didn't do the interaction right as an adult, in her world, I wasn't some 43-year-old dude dressed as Batman. You know, this was Batman. Yeah. 
And so you have to be careful with that fragility. So it's so uh, innocent and fragile, the wonder of a child. So, yeah, you're right. I love seeing those kids there, too. And I tried to really play it up anytime I saw the kids. Same kind of like thing that happened with uh, Jackson for, I think it was his, yeah, his fifth birthday. Mm -hmm. So he loves Marshmallow, like the DJ. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know who that is. He's got a big marshmallow head. Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. it's like a pumpkin face what? on a marshmallow head. Kind yeah, of. Look that's, it up, Jerry. That's weird. All right, anyway. <laughs> so uh, he, like, loves him. He was in Fortnite. He likes his music. Well, my brother also loves marshmallow and just so happened to have a marshmallow costume. So my brother, a.k.a. Marshmallow, came to Jackson's fifth birthday party, and uh, Jax had no idea. He that, said, I got marshmallow here. Yes, I mean, when I tell you, like, he wanted me to take pictures and then anytime that we were like around any of his little friends he was like mama show him the picture show him the pictures marshmallow came to my birthday party and like i've never seen my child speechless like jackson talks 24 7 mm-hmm. and he was like he cried because it meant so much to him that marshmallow came to his birthday party Aww. and it was so sweet because you're like oh my gosh like you said like the innocence of a child like mm-hmm. that did it for him like that was the thing i was the coolest mom ever And then for his sixth birthday party, um, my brother wasn't able to come. So he texted Jackson from his work phone and was acting like Marshmallow. And to this day, he's like, Mama, just text Marshmallow. You have (laughs) his phone number. And I'm like, oh, no, that's not how that works. (laughs) That's why, like, we've had um, uh, Buff City Batman on. And I've had the DeSoto County Ghostbusters on. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think even... uh, uh, What's his name? Uh, Kevin, the guy that does the is Heroes of Lotus Night or Kenneth, whatever. Kenneth Dunn. Kenneth, Kenneth, Kenneth Dunn, yeah. yeah. I think they do it too. A lot of those groups, especially like uh, Buff City Bat, uh, Bluff City Batman and DeSoto County Ghostbusters, what they do is they're nonprofits, mm-hmm. and the, any money they raise goes towards buying equipment and vid- uh, vehicles to help facilitate going to children that are – either children in need or children that are terminally ill or sick or whatever and appearing as the Ghostbusters yeah. or as Batman. Mm-hmm. And, and I think uh, Bluff City Batman is even doing a thing now where he's got other superheroes with him that go and do that. And, you know, initially when I heard it as an adult, I was like, oh, it's, you know, their chance to, to dress up or whatever. But if you think about it from the perspective of a child, that's a huge deal oh, that God, they get I to think, see this superhero there. I think my brother got just as much out of it as Jackson did. Yeah. Like, it made him feel so good. Yeah. And, like, they flossed and did other Fortnite dances. And, um, like, I was like, you know, you know, what can I do for you? He was mm-hmm. like, nothing. He was like, I got to see my nephew happy. And he was like, that, that's enough. Yeah. And well, I think that my point is that I think that guys, folks that go do that, that that's something that that's a need. Because mm-hmm. these little kids, if it gives them an uplift, or it's kind of like if they see Santa Claus, you know, yeah. it's a magical moment for them. Yeah. And uh, I, I, anyway, I think it's a good thing. And I, I think that if there is a good use for cosplay, that is definitely mm-hmm. one of them. If you go out of your way and show up somewhere to uplift the spirits, especially of kids. When we went to the con uh, one year, uh, MCFC, Matt actually dressed up as Aquaman. And the amount of like little kids that ran up to him mm-hmm. and grown adult men, but uh, little <laughs> kids specifically, like uh, Matt was like, "Oh my god, like I feel so great, like yeah. this is so great." Nobody wanted to take a picture with me, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were just intimidated. That's okay. Well, uh, we're working on time. I got to let you go because I know I promised James I'd get you out of here at a certain time so you could work one last time. I guess. 
Um, and those that are watching, make sure if you watch this live, great, because you have one last opportunity to visit Nikki before she's gone. She'll be at the cellar tonight. We have trivia. It starts at 630. So you got time to get there, bring your thinking caps, and or just make fun of everybody. It's up to you. And you can get you some good drinks, including a Nikki's Old Fashioned, and to be for the last time tonight at the cellar. Um, so I do want to thank you, Nikki. I guess I should have told, let you tell people where they could find you on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff. Oh, I, I have all of the social media, I think, except for TikTok. I don't know how to work the TikTok machine. Oh, okay, that's a good thing. You shouldn't read their terms <laughs> no. of service. You probably shouldn't use that. But it's just under your name. They look up your name, yeah, they'll find Nicole you. Yeah, Nicole Gamblin. Or like, I think my Instagram is under like Jordan Nicole Gamblin. Cool. You know all 12 of my names. I got you. Yeah, and Josh, too. Yeah, my name's also Josh. <laughs> well, I wish you and Matt the best of luck Thank on you. your adventures, and uh, I hope some of them bring you back to us. Oh, we'll be back. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, I know he's got, well, you've both got family, so here. Well, yeah, so. I, I've never been away like from my family like that, so like mm -hmm. this is home for us, even if it is just little old Tipton County. Yeah, I like it. It's got. It's definitely got its uh, pluses. Yeah. Yeah. I have a well, job here. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Well, thanks again, and thank you guys for watching us. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow us across podcast and social media platforms. We're also available on TikTok, where I give legal advice, and uh, Josh does dances with pandas and stuff. It's great. <laughs> I do want to remind you our 100th episode is coming in October, October 11th, and uh, we'll be doing fundraising and have a bunch of different guests. So hopefully if you guys do follow this, you'll watch us live some. I'm hoping to raise some good money for charity that day. Michelle Allen, we want to thank her. She's our longtime Cry Like Realtor go-to sponsor for um, buying, selling, renting, leasing, real estate. Any of those issues, she'd be glad to help you. And, of course, Mason's High Octane Martial Arts has been open since 93, creating black belts and kicking lawyers alike. If you're interested, just go to masonsmartialarts.com or give us a call. We'd be glad to have you uh, join us. And then the cellar, Restaurant Prohibition Bar, is located off the square in Covington, Tennessee. I will be there shortly. So will Nikki. And uh, hopefully we'll see you. We have Tuesday night trivia, Friday night live music. Make sure on Fridays and Saturdays you call. We also just started ladies' night on Thursdays. So if you want to come in, you get some discounts. And then, of course, Masonite Digital Marketing. Josh is glad to help you with your online branding presence. Uh, we'll be back, I think, live next Tuesday. And uh, Yeah, we've got Mr. Anthony Manis. I think that's how you say his last name. Manus. Manus. Yeah, yeah Anthony yeah. Manus. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anthony uh, fought on some of uh, he. I think he still holds the Guinness World Record as the oldest kickboxing world champion. Uh, but that'll be cool. Me and him talk about a lot of good stuff. He was back in the day when I was doing the fight promotion. So, anyway, thank you guys for watching. Hope you have a good rest of your week. Keep kicking. Thanks for watching guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.